is well, well is all. Welcome back to Elevated Frequencies Bedtime Story Segment. I hope you're in a place where you can resettle your thoughts and just enjoy this reading. For new listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you've missed the beginning, don't worry. The last two chapters are available. Where we found courage and we found support. And now we are finding strength. We are reading The Way Back Home by Courtney Pepernell. This is the story of your strength and how it can be rebuilt. When a dark storm settled upon the earth, you lost many things. Your hope, your strength, yourself. One day, in the middle of the darkness, you meet a spirit. Washed from the ocean onto the shore, the spirit hands you a key. It is time to find the way back home. Returning with her newest poetry book, beloved poet Courtney Pepernell combines storytelling, poetry, and prose in a uniquely inspirational way. Filled with heartfelt anecdotes and insightful messages, The Way Back Home is a tribute to rebuilding our lives after loss. Divided into sections that draw on themes of courage, resilience, purpose, and hope. The collection has Pepernell once again walking us through a redemptive journey of the heart, mind, and soul. Discover what it means to continue forward in life despite all the challenges we face to find the way back home. Take a few moments to find a nice settling place. What's playing is Dark Academy Calm Playlist by Study MD on YouTube. And I will begin the reading now. Find Strength. Chapter 3. As you live and as you breathe, there will be moments the earth shatters. You will crumble in the same way buildings do in earthquakes. Even if you live each day as though you you were made of stone and steel. Life will still break you, and suddenly you will wake up and there will be cracks in the ground beneath you, and you'll wonder how they got there and if there is any way to fill them in. The truth is, we can try all we like to fill the cracks, but they will still cave in every time the earth shatters. And yet, we still build houses over fault lines. We still build cities on ground that will break. 
This is the same for lives. They go on even when the ground beneath us shatters. But we rebuild and we go forward because we were made to have strength. Even in the earth-breaking moments, when it feels we cannot go on, our strength lies in all the cracks. By knowing this, it is how we steady the ground beneath us. It's how we go on and how we rebuild. Sometimes you just have to look at someone as though they were the only love you have ever known. And you have to carry their heart as though it were the only heart you've ever carried. Sometimes you just have to choose strength, even on the days when all the walls are craving in. And you have to wake up in the morning and choose to live as though you have never fallen. The day is still clear to me. It was warm, early September, the month of change. September always seems this way. And we met at our favorite place, and you told me of how your heart had been broken. Your eyes had filled with tears and disbelief, for you had never once thought this person would hurt you like this. And what could I do? I never believed they would break your heart in two. And from that day, I had to watch as your entire world fell apart, and it took you along with it, buried you underneath so much rubble. Some days, I could not find you. There was nothing I could do to stop the breaking. Believe me when I say I wanted to. I felt anger for the pain you felt. Anguish for the ache that sat in your heart. Misery for the way you would never be the same again. I didn't want to watch you as you went through this pain. Yet, a new September circled back around and we found ourselves at our favorite place again. Only this time, you held yourself in a way I had never noticed. With strength and dignity and a fire behind your eyes. Here is to you in all the Septembers of change. People always say that you gain strength from your first heartbreak. I think this is true, I do, but I also think you gain more strength from every heartbreak you experience after the first. Because once your heart breaks for the first time, It teaches you lessons about boundaries and the things you deserve. And you tell someone this, and you think they listen, but then they break your heart anyway. So, again, you learn a new lesson. You continue this learning with every new heartbreak, and you continue growing stronger, more in tune with the way you live in the world, more in touch with what you believe love to be. Your heart grows stronger too, knowing what it wants and what it doesn't. So you do gain strength from your first heartbreak, but I think you gain even more from the second or the third.
You were here one moment and gone the next. And in your absence, I learned of many ways grief is described. Heavy, empty, silent, loud, fragmented, and full. But I did not know how to sit down with my grief. It moved with me wherever I went. It was too big. There I was, still here, without you, living in a world we had made together. What was I without you? How would I continue on in a life that no longer included you? I felt robbed by death, as though it were a thief, stealing the very thing that breathed life into my lungs and faith into my heart. So I became angry at death. I burned at the very thought of death. And in time, as though to answer such grief and despair, death met me by the sea, where the light touched every part of the sky. And to death I asked, what will now become of me? To death I pleaded, when will the grief end before it completely consumes me? By the sea, As the tides washed and pulled the world away, death replied, I am grief. Here you are, closer to me than you have ever been, and your soul is still beating within. Death took my hand gently and whispered, You live in your grief, but you also live through it. So here I am, and I am made of stardust and thoughts and skin and feelings. Sometimes I am happy, and other times I am sad. All the days I am quiet and longing to spread my wings and fly high into the sky, where dreams are endless and possibility awaits. I am tired of living my life the way others wish for me to live. I cannot change where I have been or what I have done, but I can press onward. I can find new colors and create new roads to follow. I can still wake up each day and choose to move forward. I have mourned my strength many times, wondering where it goes in the moments I need it most. But time and time again, I am reminded It is my strength that mourns me in the the moments I become lost. I have often imagined people as safety pins. We thread ourselves through the moments of life, trying to hold together those moments in the people we love. And others rely on you to hold their moments together too. But we forget that we all have a sharp point. And in this sharp point exists anger, fear, sadness, and all the things that make us worse than what we really are. All the things that make us doubt our ability to hold our lives together. These feelings will turn up on our doorstep uninvited, but walk in anyway. But this does not mean we cannot hold ourselves together. The sharp point of a safety pin is connected to the body. 
and together they hold things in place. This is the same for us. All the reasons you doubt yourself and your spirit are the very things that pull together with all the most promising strengths about you. We grieve things in this world, some more than others. We grieve when a cloudy sky covers the stars we have longed to see. We grieve alone on the bathroom floor, having lost an opportunity that meant everything and more. We grieve a lot that changed us the moment it ended. We grieve the things that change us and the memories that break us. We grieve people we've never met and the moments we were never given. But there is a grief that makes me ache in a way I cannot always explain. And that is the grief of watching someone who deserves every beautiful thing in this world, but does not have the strength to see it themselves. It was not the end of the world when you broke my heart. Things carried on. Days continued moving, flowing, beating, but it was the end of me. You broke me in a way I did not ever foresee. And for every night, awake at 3 a.m., I doubted I would ever open my heart again. But a curious and wondrous thing happens when you are alone. You start to force the impeding, aching thoughts down. You squash them, making them smaller and smaller until they can fit into the palm of your hand. So when my ache was tiny, insignificant, and unimposing, my heart finally found meaning in what it meant to persist. And I realized that a stronger me would always exist. I think the idea is that you can hear the silence. It asks you questions. Are you good enough? Will you find your way? And lately, I have found I'm speaking back. Yes, I am good enough. Yes, I will find my way. One month, I went away for too long. I had intended to return, but I stayed away. Before I had gone, I had left my plants out by the driveway. The word was that a storm had rolled in, dark and angry and unrelenting. It rained for weeks on end. It did not let up. And my plants drowned. When I finally returned home, it took months to forgive myself. And in that time, I realized it was not myself I needed to forgive. It was not even that I needed to forgive the rain. Because my plants regrew. What I needed to understand was that 
they'd have the strength all along. No matter the storm or how much rain fell or how long I had been gone. And I too have such vigor. There was doubt and it existed in the deepest parts of my heart. And then there was also strength who needed room to exist too. One day, we sat all together on a bench at the train station. Doubt sat on my left and strength sat on my right. The train would be coming soon, traveling forward along a journey that only belonged to me. But I did not know which one to bring. Doubt because it always seemed part of me or strength because I would always need it. Doubt cleared its throat speaking to me. Don't bring me, it said. If I become too big in your heart, I will take up too much space. Strength shook its head. But if you don't come, who will be here to remind us of our limitations, of our boundaries? Who will be here to guide us in making better choices? Doubt thought on this for a moment. I don't know, it said. I think you are better off without me. The train arrived and strength and I stood up, boarding. I looked back at Doubt, still on the platform. The whistle blew, but the train did not move. Strength hummed beside me, calling out to doubt. Don't you see? Strength said. Life is the train, and it will not move forward without you. We are intertwined together. Doubt looked at strength, and then at me. Are you sure? I nodded. If I do not doubt, then I cannot find strength to believe I can move forward. So doubt boarded the train. And together, with strength, we left the platform. In the wilderness, across desolate plains and mountain ranges, lived the pride of lions. And in this pride lived the eldest brother, and the youngest brother. The eldest brother was strong and vigorous in his approach to life. He was so powerful. He could lift boulders and throw them with little effort. I am the strongest, he would say to the pride. I have the strength of 100 sons. The youngest brother was not at all like this sibling. He was scrawny, had barely grown into his mane and could not lift boulders at all. The youngest brother, however, collected leathers. One week, the eldest lion held a performance. How many boulders he could lift and throw all day. The other lions in the pride lay about lazily to watch him. He lifted boulder after boulder, showing off all the muscle and strength that he had. 
All the while, the younger lion read over his letters. Soon, tired from all the lifting and disappointed with how little attention this brought from the other pride members, the eldest lion asked his brother, Why do you collect all these letters? The younger brother explained that the letters contained the hopes and dreams of all the other lions in the pride. Sometimes power is not measured by how many things you can carry in your arms or on your shoulders, but rather the strength it takes to open yourself up and listen to others. My life felt like the hands of a compass in the middle of a solar magnetic storm, spinning 100 miles a minute and unable to settle. But then I saw you and your tenacity to live for life and all the beauty of the world helped me to find my way. May you be held in the same way that the morning holds the sun so that each time you rise, you have the strength to light the day. Just because I choose to be brave does not mean I don't fear. fear. Just because I am filled with hope does not mean I don't doubt. Just because I wish good things to happen does not mean they will. But I suppose there is purpose in all the mantras and manifestations of the world. The words that we read and we feel something because of it. We see ourselves in these words. We see ourselves being brave, holding hope and carrying forward. And if you see yourself doing these things enough, then the ache of reality won't be too much of a burden to bear. You can carry on, knowing that even if words don't always create the resolve, they are enough to keep you fighting for one. It was the summer before last, and I decided to do more gardening. I wanted to fill my garden with color and have the butterflies settle on my doorstep. So I filled a watering can and watered the garden, but I forgot to fill the can before retiring inside. The next day, I reached for the watering can, but it was empty. It is rather simple. I cannot water the garden if the watering can is empty. This is the same for you and your support for others. You cannot support others in their own growth if you do not have the strength yourself. You need to remember to fill the watering can. The year felt stolen from right out under us, filled with isolation and burying too many in graveyards, smiles always hidden, and bodies to remain six feet apart. Where to draw strength if if we could not stand side by side? But in that year, I lived many lifetimes, 
for I realized an entire lifetime could be found in all the simple things I had forgotten. Before that year, I had traded nights outside under the stars for hours on my phone. I had traded looking at the person I loved and counting the freckles across her face for looking at a computer screen. I had traded sitting cross-legged on the lawn with the sunlight on my face for too many moments locked in my office. I had traded more time at the dog park throwing a ball for a rush to check my emails. So even if that year we struggled and the light at the end of the tunnel always felt as though it were changing, moving farther and farther away, I was still reminded of what was important to me every day. Being here, living, watching, holding on to every moment. There is no honor in treating someone as though they do not matter. No dignity in silencing those who wish to speak. No joy or resolve in walking away from someone in need of open arms. The truth of life is that it can be precarious, a precarious bridge to walk filled with miles of rotting wood, and you're unable to clearly see the dangers that lurk ahead. We do not know of the things a person has gone through to get to the bridge in the first place. Greatness comes from helping others to cross the bridge. Even if you have your baggage too, we are always stronger together. One year, too many things went wrong. There was so much grief. It was everywhere. At my lowest, I needed relief. So I frequented many places and I cried there. The corner of the library, sheltered by aisles of books with worlds I'd rather be in. The park bench down the street with the view of the lake. The bike trail along the beach, with the woody foliage growing along the edging. The parking lot behind the grocery store, where the lights shut off at midnight and plunged me into darkness, although the shadow never seemed to leave. The story was sad, yet it still needed to be lived. Then over time, I started to regain my strength. So I returned to each place, the library, the park bench, the bike trail, and the parking lot. All the places where months before I had cried my heart out. And I chose to laugh and to feel joy in these places instead. I read books that made my heart swell and I fed the ducks by the lake and I rolled the trail and counted all the new blossoming flowers. And I sat in the parking lot with my coffee. I took these places back, for they, know they were no longer places I had been broken in. 
there were places I have returned to stronger and I shared this strength with them. I rewrote the stories. Perhaps the walls around your heart were not built to keep others out, but rather to determine the ones who would be willing to scale the wall. And all the ones who reached the top and peered over long enough to see the heart inside were the ones you could count on. The ones that would have the strength to lift you up in the moments you needed them. I have known failure. I know failure and I will continue to know failure. You think that with abounding success comes the end of all your shortcomings, trials, and tribulations, but this is not the truth. I fail every single day. I fail when I spill the coffee all over the rug. I fail when I forget to take the dog for a walk, pick up more milk, or put the trash cans out on garbage day. I fail every time I make rash decisions or rush into something ignoring the risk. I fail when I raise my voice at the people I love and cave into frustration in my career. I fail when sentences are jumbled and I choose the wrong words. I fail when I don't read the instructions first or I don't plan ahead. I fail when I give up instead of finding a way through. But strength lies in my ability to refuse this failure power. And it is your strength too. The truth of success is really in the way you say no to failure. Even if it knocks on your door every morning, you allow failure to walk into your home and no matter the mess it creates, you carry on with your day, your week, your life. So make another cup of coffee, walk the dog, get the groceries, write, forgive yourself, and continue moving forward. Because even despite your failures, you will find the way through. Ashe, amen, aho. Thank you for joining me for this reading where we found strength. Next week, chapter four is about finding grace. And I really look forward to reading that to you and with you. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you fell asleep, no worries. This will be available for you to come back to and enjoy. Until next time, stay true, stay you, namaste.